0: In preparation for today's message, we shall be reading from the book of Proverbs, chapter 16, verse 28, chapter 18, verse 8, and chapter 26, verse 20. A perverse person spreads strife, and the slanderer separates close friends. The words of a gossiper are like dainty morsels, and they go down into the innermost parts, Of the body for lack of wood the fire goes out and where there is no gossiper quarreling quiets down praise God for the reading of his word you may now be seated good morning to everyone our message today is a continuation of last week still on the series break I do not want to restart our series on Hebrews until we settle down When we have settled down and I could communicate to the other preachers regularly, uh, we could study the sermon together, because we are very strict in our sermon making. It has to be expositional. We have to get to the intent of the author before we give you an application. We do not take it lightly. I'm not saying other churches take it lightly, but sometimes when you know how to filter, you somehow have that, hopefully not judgmental, but somehow still have that filter, and say that is not accurate according to the text. And God allows us to do that. That doesn't mean you're judgmental. It means you are testing every teaching, and that's what we want here. However, the message today is largely on application. It comes from the Book of Wisdom, Proverbs, and uh, last week we discussed about James chapter one, asking God for wisdom. And James chapter 3, which was about taming the tongue. If we tame the tongue, we will have more harmony in our families and more harmony in our relationships. And hopefully more harmony in our church community. I'm very happy that those who are securely connected, we have been trying to tame the tongue, our own tongues. And uh, with the community, but I hope we continue to grow and we learn this because that's when a community becomes stronger. And we will discuss this. The title of today's message is called Dangerous Whispers, taken from three verses of Proverbs. Let me begin by saying, no man, no human can tame the tongue. According to James, it is a restless evil. It is a fire that can cause a forest fire. Too much damage. Only God can tame the tongue. Thus, we seek God's grace through prayer. If you have not prayed for your own words, that you would be careful with your own words and with your own ears as well, because it's two-part. It's also listening to the words of others. If we have not prayed it, then I can assume safely that you make a lot of mistakes and sins with your tongue. Because a person who prays deeply would admit that even if they pray deeply that they would tame their words, they still fall once in a while because no man can tame the tongue. The words that come out of our mouth and Jesus did say it's not the things that go in a man because he was speaking against the Pharisees and Sadducees and every legalistic person who talked about the sin of for eating forbidden food and he said what really makes a man sinful is what comes out of him it's the words it's not what you eat it's the words you say We should seek God's wisdom also by studying his word, that we may grow in understanding, that we may grow in wisdom. A godly person, a sanctified person, a person who pursues holiness will watch his or her own words. And uh, usually that's one of the first things he would realize and confess, forgive me Lord for saying that. Even, forgive me, Lord, for thinking that. Forgive me, Lord. But they must watch it carefully. Like like professional guards. Professional bodyguards watching the tongue. Like prison guards, I mean. Watching the tongue carefully. Now, I preach this to you not as somebody who has mastered it. No, nobody can say that. But we've been conscious about this since 1988, at least in my life, until today. being trying to be conscious about it. Every day, every moment. And I tell you, it is impossible. Only the grace of God. So I speak to you not as somebody who has mastered this, but as somebody who encourages the community. Let us grow together in this. Let us grow together that our families would have more harmony in Christ and that our church community would be stronger in Christ. That our main problem would be what? Preaching the gospel and making disciples of all nations rather than putting out fires from within us. And sometimes I have to do that. Sometimes we have to do that. But please learn. Everyone, especially growth group leaders, let us watch our people, but let us also watch ourselves. So a godly person will watch over his words or her words. And a church community must watch out for those who cause dissensions or divisions among friends. Because a whisper, a word... Can divide people and we must be watchful and careful with that and if you are not careful remember this what you sow you will reap meaning one day it will return to you and how God deals with us sometimes it's much more the sowing is one seed the reaping are many fruits let us remember that but if we sow good seed we will reap many good fruits But that doesn't mean if you sow good seed, you will not experience being the victim of the whispers. You may become the victim, but that is the test of faith. Whether you will allow the whispers to affect you, or you learn to not let it affect you. But that is something that we must decide on as we grow up in Christ. So, let me just say again, without Christ, you cannot handle this. Nobody can. So, what do we need? The gospel. We respond to the gospel. What is the gospel of Christ? Let me say it. It is the gospel of God and Christ and the Spirit. It does not belong to us, so we do not change the gospel. Whatever generation comes, the gospel does not change. It remains it that it is about Jesus Christ, Son of God. He, the Word of God, God Himself became flesh, humbled Himself, and He was called Son of God when He was born on earth. He was Son of God. He suffered, died for our sins. Like in the Old Testament ceremonies, He's the Lamb of God, who is the only worthy to pay for our sins. Please don't forget that. Because without that, we are like any other religion that is moralistic. Every religion would say, just be a good person, do good works, and you will be saved. That is not the gospel. The gospel is the works of Christ done for us. He paid for our sins. But because he had no sin in himself, He was the only one worthy to pay for our sins, our debts. Our sin is a debt, and the payment is eternal suffering and damnation. That is what we owe because we sinned. But through His suffering in death, He redeemed, meaning He bought, He paid. But then because He had no sin, He defeated death. Because death only holds on to those who sinned. As Adam and Eve sinned, so they died. But because Jesus had no sin, death could not hold him forever. He was only there to pay for our sins. He rose again, never to die again. He is the only one worthy to offer eternal life. And Jesus said in Luke chapter 24 to his disciples, now do this you are witnesses of these things we believe that witness and we repeat that witness to others what witness their story of what they saw and heard but aside from that Jesus said and you must preach repentance for forgiveness of sins throughout the nations of the world that's in Luke 24 47 it was a direct instruction to preach repentance to everyone, to every nation in the world. And we have to take that seriously. Others choose other words to make it easier. They say, just accept Him, or just follow the sinner's prayer, repeat after me. Some make it easy. Many churches make it easy, but I'd like to say to you, let's follow what Christ said. I remember some of you are here right now, not because we made it easy. Quite a number of you fathers I personally reached out to. And some of us were stubborn for a few years, but I had the same message when I see you. In different packages, in different forms, but it's still the same message. Repent of your sin and follow Christ. There's a difference between an awakened sinner and a repentant sinner. Some of us think an awakened sinner is already saved. No, they're just awakened. They know they sin. But unless they repent of their sin, they're not a repentant sinner. So the gospel is what? Christ is the center of God's plan to save humankind. Christ suffered, died, and resurrected from the dead. And we proclaim repentance to others. You repent of your sins and you have a chance to taming your tongue. Without it, you will keep falling again and again and again. With Christ, there is no guarantee, but at least you will be conscious and you know that you will change from the time when you were a young Christian to now. You would know that you have matured, and that is what he offers, maturity. And the word complete and the word perfect in scripture means mature, to be perfect, to be mature. Not not sinlessly perfect, but to mature in Christ. Let us go to the first verse we cited, Proverbs 16, 28. A perverse person spreads strife, strife is fighting or conflict, and a slanderer separates close friends. So, a perverse man is a troublemaker, you know, other translations use troublemaker, a troublemaker. Others use a dishonest person. They spread fighting. Driven by, I don't know, many things can drive a person. And we don't know what drives somebody unless we ask them or observe them carefully and connect the dots. The same way how investigators do it. The same way you spot a liar by connecting the dots. Some might be perverse because they have envy. They want what you have and they don't have it. When you are blessed, they're not happy. And when you are suffering, somehow they feel happy and justified. Please watch carefully, maybe you are this person. Because you have an issue with somebody, you don't have to take everybody with you. You don't, make, you don't have to make others sinners. And you, if you hear that, you don't have to give in. Beware of the lies, because there are lies. But beware also of the truth used for evil intentions. Yes, a person can use a certain truth of what truly happened. But use it for evil intentions. So we must be careful with what we listen to. We must be careful with what we speak. Friends, we must protect our godly fellowships. If you have fellowships with people who love and fear God, we must protect that. And sometimes this perverse person doesn't even know he is or she is perverse. Some of them feel justified. Because they have an issue with somebody, they got hurt. Now they want kakampe. So they want people to not like this person also because you don't like this person. Or you want to punish this person in somehow. But without really thinking about the issue at hand. Later we will go to applications. What will you do if you hear something like this? If you detect it. What will you do? But right now, let us focus first on us not doing it. How many times were you happy when others suffered? For example, somebody who was well off financially, then their business collapsed. And you feel, <laughs> And you feel justified with it. If ever you felt that there's envy within you, and let me just say this, don't say you don't have that, be careful, you might have it. The very term, crab mentality, which is very much for Filipinos, is that, ayaw mong may nakakaangat, gusto mo pantay-pantay lang tayo. And somebody who's trying to succeed in life, progress in life, spiritually, mentally, or even in their career, somehow some of us want to pull down, how do we pull down by our words? And when there is envy. You are a perverse person. And if you speak out against others because you are envious or because you have an issue, you have a hurt from that person, you have bitterness. And James also warned us with that. And John warned us with that. It spreads like cancer. Bitterness. If you, have, you think of somebody in mind, and you are bitter in your heart, it spreads like cancer. So what do I do if I have an issue? I tell people, I keep it mainly to myself. To myself. If to solve the issue, I must speak to somebody more mature, if to solve the issue. Pero kung kinausap mo yung so-called mas mature, kinampihan ka pa imbis na naging peacemaker, ay hindi mature. Yun. Kasama siya sa tigagato. Ano? The goal of everyone who hears it must be truth and peace and resolution. Truth, peace, resolution. Under scripture. The overall is scripture. Does God allow division? Yes. If somebody do not believe in the gospel, It's, we cannot be united in everything they do. We can be united with some good works, like helping out our fellow man right now. We connect with others, we unite with others, Christian or not, doesn't matter. But when it comes to biblical truth, we must be careful. So what does this perverse man do? person do. Remember when they say the word man in scripture, it's it can be generic. Sometimes it's very specific for males, but there are times it's generic for all. And a slanderer, slander one who speaks against somebody else, separates intimate friends. And manipulative people will intentionally do this because they feel they're not part of that friendship and they want to be part, so they say something to question one another, they question one another, and they turn them to themselves. The root is still selfishness. And the problem is if you're on the other side, you easily believe, and you have a close friend, and somebody whispers to you, and you easily believe somehow something is injected in your mind that whenever you see this other person, something forms there, even though it did not exist before. The experience of one is necessarily the experience of the other. Usually you would even hear that. I hear of people when they lost their job. Some of take it gracefully. I lost my job. I'll do better next time. Gracefully. Some don't do it gracefully. Even though they were the ones at fault, they will spread lies concerning their company and their bosses. Without really looking at the issue, without the humility that I could be wrong. And their goal is to separate friends, sometimes unintentionally, but that is what a slanderer does. That's why even in Scripture, in the New Testament, Paul said to Timothy, do not accept an accusation against an elder, a leader of a church, without two witnesses. Why? You hit the shepherd, you scatter the sheep. You always scatter the sheep. Another shepherd is, would be the fathers. We don't hit the fathers, because you scatter the sheep. The same way with the mothers, they take care of the family. You hit one another within the family, you're scattering the children. That's true for any organization, that is true for family. A slanderer separates intimate friends. Why now? Because you receive the whisper, you don't now want to have a distance with this person, even though you have not validated it. You know, Proverbs also said, something sounds true unless they are confronted with the other party. Then you see a bigger picture, face-to-face. That's why I like, you know, you have an issue with me, for example, uh, let's talk. You want a witness or two? Let's invite them. Let's just talk about it. But if you don't want to talk about it, you isolate yourself and spread rumors. You are the perverse person and the slander being spoken of in Proverbs sixteen twenty-eight. Point number two, the words of a whisperer are like delicious food that goes down deep inside your body. So the words of a whisperer seem good to listen to and it will go deep inside your mind and your heart. Let's read the Proverbs 18 verse 8. The words of a gossiper are like dainty morsels, good food, and they go down deep into the innermost parts of your body. It's good to eat, mmm, it goes down. And sometimes gossip is like that. Uh, Gossip is like that, when you hear it, it comes in you, and it stays deep in your mind and your heart. That's why we don't like gossipers in church. But that is common in many communities. I'm not saying churches. Some have disciplined their members very well. And we will continue to do so. If a gossiper insists on their own thing without willing to submit to others, then I'd rather they go. Please leave. Please leave now. Because you are more infectious than COVID-19. And it's not, a good, it's not good to be a friend of a gossiper, you know why? After a while, you will be the victim. First, you're the one being provided for with the information, the food to eat in gossip sessions. But after a while, you'll be the victim. Because just a slight disagreement, a slight thing they don't like about you, they have to tell the world. And we're talking about personas. We're not talking about performance like in companies. We have indicators for that. We have goals set whether you succeed or not. That is not gossip. Unless they add to it. On the personal level. We're talking about on the personal level. But sometimes it's true. But you know what? My only question is, have we repented of it? If it were true in history, and there is genuine repentance, these people can be my friends. If there is genuine repentance. Jesus spent time with sinners who were willing to listen to the Word of God. He wasn't there to compromise, but they were willing to listen to the Word of God. And usually these whisperers are in church, these are moralistic people. They want to fight for certain levels of morality, but are not necessarily scriptural. It's only their own conviction. I keep saying to you in Scripture, there is black, there is white, and there is gray. Gray is what? Stuff that Scripture did not say say is a sin. It could become sinful or not. One example is wine. Paul said to Timothy, drink a little wine for your ailment. Jesus made wine. From water to wine. One preacher said it was grape juice that he made, not wine. And when I was young, I believed it. Then after a while, I thought, if it's grape juice, it's not a miracle. I can do that. Crush me some grapes, I'll mix it with water. It's grape juice. No, it was wine. Fermented, aged wine. It was a miracle. Now, how you use it can be sinful if you drink too much. But in itself, it is not. But then somebody who is moralistic, wants to put their conviction on others, would say, they are sinning. And you listen to that, it makes deep down in you. And then you believe these beings are lesser beings, more sinful than you. Uh, Let me repeat what the gospel is. We don't deserve to be saved. No, no, nobody does. You think you deserve it because you repented? No, even if you repented, you still don't deserve it in the first place. The repentance, the spirit of repentance given to you by God, allowed you by God, is a grace from Him. It is His goodness that allowed us to. So once we think we are more worthy than others, no. That doesn't mean we don't follow rules. There are rules. In church, you have a membership covenant that we have to follow. May I remind you of the membership covenant that you follow it. Because there's a covenant. There's what the Bible says. And in every local church, they come up with their own policies with certain things. And God honors a lot of it as long as it is not anti-biblical. But some of it is grace. Some... Some churches do it this way. I cannot judge them. It's the style of their leadership. And I have to trust in what they do there. In the same way here. We have our different contexts. And we are forming a kind of culture here. I suggest you first trust the membership covenant that we have. Because the membership ratified it. Now listen. Be careful what you listen to. Because the whisperer. The words are like good food. You like to listen. Talaga. <laughs> mm Ganon. Other someone, I see, trying to be the judge. Mm. Without, where's the other person? And there are issues that come out in the board meeting. The first thing we do is, usually it's the pastor. I will talk to that person first. Okay, nobody is guilty. There's just something we need to look at. I make the board aware, but I say, I'll talk to that person. Because I have to. I cannot talk about somebody that. But please do not overreact. Somebody overreacted. I'm not mentioning the name. term na board meeting ka. It's actually a good term because we help more people. We have disciplined a few. We practice church discipline. But my approach in my leadership is confession is done within the board. Not necessarily over all the membership. Unless it is a sin that is known to all. It will be in front. But if it is not a scandal and not known to all. Those involved. There must be a turning away. And there must be. A submission to the board for prayer and restoration. And you don't hear about that. Where would you hear that, huh? Some of you even think we don't have church discipline here. We do and I take it seriously. We do very much. And my standards for us as elders is very high as well. We must voluntarily resign. If we don't fulfill the first Timothy 3 or Titus. Yes, I know what I said. Nobody qualifies, but we strive our best to qualify there by the grace of God. Whatever formed in your mind, please double-check. Always. Do not entertain the whisperer. You know what's worse? If it's the husband or wife whispering about their partner their spouse. Now, sometimes in a protected counseling session, we listen to that, and sometimes we would say, I understand what you're feeling, and yes, yeah, somehow, yes, we can confirm that, but, you know the approach, it's always two sides of the coin, you and the other person. We have to work on both sides. We have to work on all of us. Nobody is perfect. Allow us to go through that process. But some don't like, not willing to. We'll do it on our own. And that's why our brother here earlier said, We are a community. Nobody is called to be a Lone Ranger Christian. You think you're going to figure it out on your own? I don't even figure it out on my own, and I'm the senior pastor here. I humbly, from the start, must accept I need my brothers, I need my family, I need the sisters in their church to hold me accountable biblically, but also not to be judgmental on me, but rebuke me if necessary. But if not, please be careful as well, because some people go about rebuking everybody without looking at the facts, without even looking at the theology of it. Be careful with the whisperer. They whisper, I don't like this person, you know, because, and because, and because, and because. Please stop. Now you wonder why you don't have too many friends. Number three, conflicts and division decrease when gossip and whispers decrease. Therefore, remove gossip or remove the gossiper Proverbs 26:20 20, For lack of wood the fire goes out and where there is no gossiper quarreling quiets down Then we become stronger bucket we're disturbed by something but instead of talking to people the is the anins of prayer be victorious in prayer have the right frame of mind. And if you have to talk to the person concerned, then talk to the person concerned. What if that person concerned talks to everybody else? Well, at least you followed scripture. What is most important is what God sees. What's most important is who are you before God, not before others. And if they choose to believe in the lie, then praise God as well. You know that they're not real friends of yours in Christ. Do not trust the gossiper. Vanquish it. How? Remove the wood. We discipline ourselves or we rebuke the person. Rebuke the person twice they don't change three times we ask them to leave our church and I don't feel sorry for sure they will gossip about us but I don't feel sorry at all not at all because my role is first to protect the faithful application number one let us not listen to gossip or slander or rumors Let us not be too curious about the mistakes, sins, and failure of others. Some are too curious. They will run their own investigation. (laughs) For me, enough to say that somebody said, this was my life before, and this is what is now. Done. Praise God, He has forgiven us. My only challenge is, have you repented of your sin? I said, yes, praise God, brother. We are all sinners. Instead, let us acknowledge that we also have our weaknesses and failures that we are not proud of. Do you think this is true? That there are some things in your life you don't want others to know? For me, if it's a private thing before God and you, I don't want to know. Unless you just want to reveal yourself because we're friends. Or as a shepherd, you want prayer because I'm your shepherd. And you want to reveal who you are, that is fine too. But if we listen to that, you know, I usually ask, can this, okay, you need help. Is it okay if I tell these people who can help you? Sometimes we need to clarify that. But sometimes we forget because of our concern. If we do that, we have to go and say, forgive me for saying that to others. Others are very open about it because they are very happy how the Lord changed them. And I would repeat your testimony even if you are not with me. Take note, it was the Lord, not us. Kasi kung tayo lang, matatakot kang mag-testify. Kasi ikaw lang eh. Paano kung mag-fail ako? Eh, natural. But because Christ transformed you, you know there was a big difference before and now. It's worthy to tell others because you're not the one who is worthy. It is him who is worthy. Inside, let us acknowledge we are all failures at some point in our lives. Do you agree? Can you nod your head? We have failed in one sense or the other. We have sinned in one sense or the others. And friends, Christ forgives. The only thing for us, repent of our sins. Can you nod your head with me? Are you a sinner? Huh? Yes, we all are. If you still do not look to Christ, you will keep being ashamed of that. But once you look to Christ, and know it is He who forgives. Number two, do not be a friend of a whisperer. Especially those who love to talk about their ill feelings about others, avoid them. Otherwise, you might lose your friends and one day you will be the victim as well. But you know what's worse? You become like them. You know, there's this saying, show me your friends, I'll show you who you are. That's also biblical, bad company corrupts good character. Show me your friends. I'll show you who you are. If you are friends with a whisperer, and you're very comfortable with them, then you are a dangerous whisperer as well. Number three, rebuke gossip by asking a few questions. Like, have you spoken to the person concerned? Have you spoken? Osi nasabi mo lang <laughs> sa akin Nasabi mo rin ba kanya? Because if they say no, then you stop them. Go set an appointment and talk. It's uncomfortable. You may have all the reasons in the world why you don't want to, but you have no business talking to us if you haven't addressed it. Otherwise, don't mention a name. I feel bad, brother or sister. This is what happened. Don't mention a name. Next question, why do you think like that? Why do you prejudge others like that? Why? Let them answer, why do you say these things and why do you think like that? Do you know what the Bible says? Why do you think like that? Number three, may I quote you to the person concerned? Sinasabi mo sa akin, okay lang ba sabihin ko sa kanya na sinabi mo sa akin? Ay, wag, atin-atin lang to. (laughs) Sana, sayo-sayo na lang, hindi atin-atin. Sinama mo pa ako. Sayo-sayo na lang. Atin-atin. Some of you are witnesses to this. Once, oh, Please, I want you to know Brother Ed is human as well. I rarely get offended, but sometimes I do too. And what do I do? I invite the person, because I'm the pastor. I invite a few elders, and if there's a lady involved, one of the ladies here that's been here for a long time, or a few of them, I invite and say, I submit myself, if I am wrong, I need to be corrected. I am not the pastor during this session. And some of you are witnesses to that, that I've done that before. But don't worry, I am seldom offended. I don't mind you talking about me losing my hair. It's fine. I'm not the only one in church, okay? There's quite a number of us losing our hair. I don't mind if sometimes I grow in weight. I'm not the only one. I'm not disturbed by those things. So don't worry, you are not gossiping me with that. But in terms of decisions we make, do not be prejudged unless you have checked the difficulty of the decision we had to make. Do not be a know-it-all thinking you know how to run a church. Paul sometimes tried to avoid revealing his qualifications. But sometimes he did that. And if I think it appropriate, I will reveal that. I've been pastoring since 1990. One qualification. You think you know better than us, and I don't make my own decisions here. I submit to the eldership the major decisions. And if it's too big, we have to make a decision with the members of the church. So, before you prejudge anything, shh, do not be a whisperer. Some have a lot of suggestions, but I don't see you working a lot to back up your suggestion. It's not easy suggesting to a group, we should have this, we should have this. Sometimes, to make you taste how difficult it is, I will assign you the task so that you are careful. Because me as a consultant, I cannot just suggest to a president what he should do. I have to analyze everything carefully and says, these are few of your best options. But that's another sin. He who is hasty in his words will make mistakes. He who is hasty, if there are too many words, sin is unavoidable. We must always watch ourselves And watch one another. Number four. Let us make sure that we are not the ones. Who stir the conflict in others. And let us not allow troublemakers. And dishonest people. To separate us from our fellowship. From our vision. Our vision is to make disciples. Now more specifically. To plant house churches. And I'm very happy with what's happening. And we thank God for the workers, and some of you are just doing it because you want to do it. That's a church. You don't have to be paid to do it. You just want to do it, and you ask, how can I get involved? Praise God. That's the making of true shepherds. Let us watch out for them. You see, only God's Word makes those divisions. Can there be divisions? Yes, God's Word can stay. Who we should fellowship with and who should not. We allow God's word to do that. Not ourselves by being whisperers. In the same way, do not listen to the whisperer. Are you a dangerous whisperer? I think at least once in our lives, we were. You hear me? At least once we were guilty. Maybe more than once. But now we must be conscious. Can we do this together? Let us learn together. Nobody is perfect here, especially not me. I'm conscious about this. That's why I know it is challenging and difficult. But if we work together in the love of Christ, We can grow up, we can mature. And I'm very happy that many of the discussions I hear is the word of God, especially among our ladies. The discussion is on the word of God and from disappointments we slowly turn it into just the word of God. Of course, disappointments will be there but we learn to handle them as we grow. And I'm very happy that quite a number of brothers have matured as well. However, we are all still working on it. But if we have that, this would be a stronger community in Christ, where Christ is glorified, where His design is followed, not ours, but His design. Let us all rise and let us pray. Thank you for your word, O Lord. We see it like a mirror, and we see ourselves fallen, mistaken sinners. We come humbly before you asking, forgive us, Lord. We have failed you. But we thank you through Christ we can come boldly to the throne of grace to receive mercy. So we ask for mercy in Jesus' name and forgiveness, knowing your word that you cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We thank you. Teach us, Lord, to reverse our tongue if we are used to speaking disappointments and discouragements. Teach us to speak your word Teach us to speak the gospel, the good news. Teach us to speak hope and love and the fear of God. Teach us to speak about the many wonders of what you have done in our lives to others. Teach us not to focus on the mistakes of others, but make us instruments, how we can sharpen one another, correct one another, Encourage one, encourage one another to be more Christ-like. That instead of the judgmental spirit, have, give us that shepherding spirit to say, let us find out what the truth is, the truth of God's word, the truth of what we did. Yet let us pray for peace and harmony. Let's find resolutions here. Thank you, Lord. Bless your holy name. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of His Spirit be with you all. God's people say softly "An amen. God bless you.